Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The name of my book is Crystal Clear, A Journey of Self-Discovery. I basically just talk about my journey from where I started in public housing apartments in rural Alabama to where I am now at Yale University. And I use my story as a framework um, to show people, like my mom said, like there's always a way out. So I wanted to paint a picture of what it takes to get to the next step. Um, And Les Brown actually gave me the ideas for chapter five. And chapter five is make the sacrifice. There are some sacrifices you're gonna have to make if you want to attain your goals. Um, But I feel like people think sacrifices are like, you know, I don't know, I feel like we have this negative uh, view of sacrifices, but honestly, the biggest sacrifice is just giving up your beliefs about who you're supposed to be. And I try to paint that picture in the chapter. And then the last one is push past the barriers because like I said, like who you are is so much greater than what is seen. Um, there, it's so much greater than that. And once you understand that, like you are not your, you're not your background, you're not your degree, you're not any of your accolades, even your race, you're not your gender. Like you have to realize who you are is so much powerful. And I think if people realize how connected we are, um, then that would be the biggest shift we have um, in humanity and society. If people just understand how connected we are and realize that what you do to others actually does happen to you in the same time that you do it. Like that's not just an old saying, that's reality. You really have to understand the basis of happiness. It's the process of understanding that there's nothing off limits to you. And so I don't believe in the narrative that because of what I look like, because of where I come from, that the resources, the unlimited resources of this world, this universe are off limits to me. I just don't believe that. So I I walk in that truth, understanding that it's the realization of those desires and the pursuit of them that brings fulfillment because it's, it's being an aware of an awareness of the person that you're becoming along the way. And I think that to me is more fulfilling. And I still go back sometimes because I'm just like, oh, I got to get this degree. I got to I gotta win. I got to be. And it's just like, OK, so I'm trying to battle those paradigms, not battle them, but just challenge them. And that's all you have to do is challenge them with new types of awareness and new beliefs that are actually serving. If a belief isn't serving you, you are not obligated to hold on to that. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your 
best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Today's guest, her name is Crystal Harrell. She's a number one best-selling author, Les Brown trained speaker, and certified coach. She's currently pursuing her PhD in public health at Yale University and serves part-time as an Army Medical Service Officer. As an academic success coach, Crystal helps students successfully navigate through higher education using her virtual coaching business, Crystal Clear Innovation. Over the course of her academic journey, Crystal received over $670,000 in scholarship awards, including the Bill and Melinda Gates Millennium Scholarship and the Yale School of Public Health Dean's Research Award. She shares details on her journey to help other non-traditional students get ahead in her first number one best-selling book, Crystal Clear, A Journey of Self-Discovery from Public Housing to Ivy League. Crystal's ultimate goal is to raise awareness of the potential we all have as human beings and show that it is possible to rise against all odds and live out your wildest dreams. I had such a pleasure chatting with um, Crystal. She's a breath of fresh air. She's this positive ball of energy, and she's out to serve as many people as she can. You can tell that she really has, you know, a a lot of um, just, just, power and and a lot of of determination and really want to see humanity rise up and 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 just you know become our greatest version it was such a pleasure chatting with her and i really hope that you can take back some of the valuable information she shared during our episode to improve your life so let's jump right in our guest today is crystal harrell I met Crystal about a year ago. Um, is it a year ago, Crystal? Yes, it's been a year. It's crazy. It's been a year. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's just time just flew. So I remember when you posted, you made a post that really just had me in awe because it was so inspiring. There was so much passion in it. And I just have not, I haven't forgotten you since. So when I found you recently, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to run my show. So welcome. Thank you so much, Crystal, for being a part of Universal Grace. I cannot wait for our listeners to hear what you have to share. Your story is so powerful and it deserves millions and millions of of listeners to realize that anything is possible. It's not where you're coming from. It's where you're going. So I'm going to jump right in because (laughs) I know that time, (laughs) I know that you're pressed for time right now. So I know that you came from humble beginnings and um, I know your story because I, I read your amazing book. I couldn't put it down. Your book is so amazing. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. But do you mind sharing your story with our listeners? I, I, you came from public housing to Ivy League to, to having like a, you, you totally transform your mindset. And I just want you to go into why you decided to, you know, transform your mindset and just want to serve millions of people. 
Yes. Yeah, so um, thank you so much for having me, by the way. And it's, it's really crazy to think that a whole year has gone by since this journey first started. That post that you saw was when I first started. So I was very unsure of myself and I still am. There's, a, there's still a lot that I need to learn, um, but I'll start with like a brief uh, background of where I come from. And um, as I stated, well, as you stated that I did grow up in public housing apartments. I'm one of 10. So my mom had 10 children and when I was growing up, my family lived in Liberty City. And if you follow Les Brown, you know, um, that's, that used to be a rough part of Miami and it's changed now. If you go back, it's, it's not even identical now, um, but that's where my family is from. So I was born in the mid nineties. And so when my mom was six months pregnant with me, she packed up and she left Liberty City because she said she wanted to give her children, you know, a better chance at life. And so we moved to a very small, slow rural town in Alabama called Ozark. Um, and it's about you know, an hour, 45 minutes from the Florida line, but we moved there and my mom raised me and my nine other siblings in public housing and growing up in the, you know, the South and my, both my parents being pastors or being ministers, um, I thought that that was the norm. So even though we did, um, we were in disadvantaged conditions, I didn't recognize it because my parents shielded us with so much love and support, um, and by the time I was 11, my, I watched my father, you know, die from cancer. At the time, I didn't know what cancer was, but I just knew that I could tell that something was different with his demeanor. Uh, he became, you know, just less patient. Uh, my dad was always like a patient person. He was always active. So he was always taking us to the library, the pool. My dad was very involved in our lives. And then I just started to notice over time that that became, um, it started to become less and less of that. And so when I was 11, I remember being at his funeral and I heard the pastor say um, that he had cancer and I was just like shocked. And I, I was like, what the heck is cancer? Um, so for a long time, I kind of distanced myself from that word and what it meant. Um, but as I began to get older and I recognized that education was starting to put me into places that I didn't really know I could be in. So for example, my dad taught me how to read and write because I was so curious and I wanted to be underneath him. My dad was my superhero um, and he was my first educator. So education was how I connected with my childhood with my father. And so after he passed away, that interest kind of peaked into a passion. And I began to become this overachiever, um, partly because I was trying to prove my worth. And I noticed that being an overachiever was getting me recognition. And so at in a time in my childhood or my adolescence where I was feeling so disconnected and so hurt, um, being an overachiever really got me the attention to, to feel like, you know, people actually cared about me and I was good enough for people to stay around. So that was just like a loop in itself because my self-worth was tied to my grades and my academic performance. Um, by the time I got into university, so when I was a senior in high school, I ended up applying for like over 30 scholarships because I just used my story. I told the story of how I was raised and I told the story of losing my father to cancer and what that ha what um, type of financial uh, strain that put on my mother of, you know, now she was, you know, there's six of us in the house by the time my father passed away. Um, so I told that story and I told it in a way as I was telling them, like, look, I know I can't pay for my college education, but this is my ticket out of poverty. This is my ticket to the freedom um, that I was longing for through academics. So I applied for those scholarships and ended up getting um, five of them. And one of them was to build a Melinda Gates Millennium Scholarship. So that scholarship is like 10 years and it paid for my entire education. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that because it was a lot of work. It was like 10 essays you had to write. Um, and so, and I was up against, you know, 25,000 other applicants. So it was very competitive, but I knew that that was my ticket. 
And I had faith that everything was going to work out for me because I understood that faith being raised in the church and what my parents pumped into me. Um, so I did that and then ended up getting the scholarships to go to school. And while I was at my, my undergrad university at Auburn, I started studying sociology started to learn more about human behavior and that piqued my interest into research. And then I start, I stayed another year and a half at Auburn to get my first master's degree. And I took a child development course. And the professor said that in research, children who go through a traumatic event and it is not addressed, it ends up manifesting itself into adult mental illness, illnesses like um, anxiety, depression, and panic attacks has been associated with childhood trauma in adult populations. No one knew that I was having panic attacks. Um, I don't even think my own mom really knew. Um, I started, I had my first one maybe six months after my dad passed away. I had a panic attack and it was the scariest thing in my life. Um, I was just sitting in class and all of a sudden I could not breathe. And I was like hyperventilating and just crying for no reason. And I did, I did not know that was related or connected to my childhood trauma. And I ended up having a few of those throughout, you know, my adulthood. And as I began to get into education with all the stress. Um, and then when I learned this, I said, okay, well, if this is the case, that means I need to address the childhood trauma in order to um, be a healthier adult. And so I started to go to counseling. And since I started to go to counseling, that's when everything shifted for me. Um, I also got involved into spiritual growth and personal development. So I started reading books like Thinking Girl Rich was one, the first one I read when I was 19. Um, and then I started following Les Brown on YouTube. And when I got the chance to actually speak to him last year and tell him my story, and the first thing out of his mouth was, do you have a book? And I didn't at the time. And that's why you are, you know, you have the book that you do because Les Brown put that seed inside of me. Um, and he told me that there was a book in my story. I lived my story. So I don't really, uh, you know, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. So because this is my story, I didn't really recognize that it was, it was going to help someone out of a situation until my mom was like, you know, God is using you to show others that there's always a way out. And I truly believe that. Wow. I could just listen to you speak forever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Look at that. He planted a seed inside of you mm -hmm. and you are, you got into spiritual growth Yes. where in your book, I've read plenty. Like I read, I used to read one book a week, but now I homeschool wow. my son. So now I do like two books a, a month or three mm -hmm. and your book is I'm, your book is amazing. Like I was, oh my reading, gosh. I was reading another, like it is, it, it, cause first what it does, it goes into, you know, your struggles and mm. then it outlines, I'm hope, I hope I'm giving your book justice. And mm. then it, it, it outlines, you know, what you had to go through, how you had to build your mindset. And, yes. and the resilience and the persistent and persistence and how important it is to really get to know your inner being God yes. and, 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 you know, make a connection and, and be able to rise above, you know, whatever difficulties we're encountering in our lives. And you yes. are prime example that it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It's where you're going and the belief yes. that you have in, you have in yourself. So I know that you are, you know, a coach <laughs> and what do you see as far as mindset? What do you see in your students um, when you're trying to coach them to, you know, change their mindset? Well, I honestly just tell them the truth. Um, 
there's a saying that I really love that my sister tells me, I don't know who it's quoted by, but she says, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And so higher, higher academia, higher education is a system. And a lot of people don't understand the system. Um, and I don't fully understand it in its entirety, but I did ask a lot of questions and I did get help. So I went from applying to graduate school programs and actually failed a course when I was in undergrad. And then when I applied to graduate school, I got rejected from every single graduate school. And so I felt rejected. I felt, you know, just like I wasn't good enough. But then something inside of me was like, ask questions. Uh, you don't know what you don't know. So if I was getting rejected, um, I needed to know what I needed to do in order to be a competitive applicant. And so I started asking questions. I went to faculty members, I called schools, I sat down with admissions committees and I asked them, how do I make my application as competitive as possible? I networked and they told me everything I needed to know. And so that led to me applying for graduate school the next time and then getting accepted into every single program that I applied to, including like getting into Yale. So there's a system and I teach that to my students. And I find that when I actually just tell them about the system and I tell them about, you know, things that help me become a successful student, it's like something clicks in them and they're like, oh, you know, like little details, like, you know, having a planner or just asking questions, going to faculty members. So a lot of students, um, and I've had students from all different backgrounds, like first gen low income, uh, international students, students who were uh, legacy students as well. So I've had the I've had a wide range of students, and I've known that the common denominator is just there's just an unawareness um, of what they need to do in order to be successful. And I don't blame them. I, I blame um, I actually don't blame anyone. It's just we're we're the undergrad or like high school, the the traditional educational system. We don't really do a good job of helping people get to the next level, um, and a lot of that is just providing information and it's you know teaching them about like you said, just becoming aware of who they are. Um, because if you don't know why you're going to school, um, then it's very difficult to really commit yourself to that and be successful in higher education. So you really have to start with why am I doing this and how what what is what looks like the next best step for me like what's next and so that's what I help students figure out I like that I can relate to that as well um, and a lot of not only school college kids but also adults as well in mm. working their jobs because I thought all I needed to do was go to college and get a college degree and then find a good company to work and then my life would be set mm. but then I wasn't following my passion yes I wasn't passionate about what I was doing so I think that's what school is lacking where they're mm -hmm. lacking a lot of things in terms of you know just really spiritually developing students and and making them aware of self knowing mm -hmm. thyself and when I started really diving deep into personal growth and realizing that I'm more than my credentials. Yes. I am more than my name. I'm more than my diploma on the wall, because like you said, you made a post on Facebook that really, it spoke to me so much. And you, the post that you wrote was pertaining to when you graduated from your, I think you got your, your graduate degree, but it yes. was one of the saddest moments of your life because yes. you, you didn't feel fulfilled because you were tying your credentials to your worth and yes. I think that's what a lot of people are doing and that's what I mm -hmm. did for most of my life tying my, my what I what what have I achieved oh yeah you know I'm this successful person because I have this I have that but yet I was empty inside 
So yeah. it is so important, like what you're doing, you're doing such an amazing job oh, starting with, with, you know, the younger generation. So they don't have to go through that path of unfulfillment and seeking happiness in external things like their jobs or, you know, diplomas or cars or whatever yes. it is, because those things cannot give you happiness. And you also spoke about, um, you also spoke about happiness is a journey is is knowing that you're already successful that really spoke to me can you speak to that please yeah so you actually said that a lot better than I did in my post <laughs> so, but everything that you said is definitely spot on um and it was I was 23 in that picture so that was like three years ago that's when my journey first started because like you mentioned I said that I was going to be happy once I graduated with my degree. And when I got my degree, I actually felt worse. And that's when I was like, well, something is wrong. I need to figure out what's wrong. And that's when I started counseling. And so I realized through the process of, you know, spiritual development and personal growth that I was facing the wrong direction. I was allowing external validation to give me internal peace. And it's the other way around. So that is the big thing. I was like, ah, like I was like, okay, I have to turn around now. And so when I did, that's when everything started to become more fulfilling. And I, there's still some parts of my old paradigms because paradigms are a system of beliefs that we had about, have about who we are and what's possible for us. So paradigms take a lifetime to build. So you're not going to necessarily uh, break them down overnight. This is something that I'm going to have to work on for the rest of my life. And that makes me excited because there's so many books that I still want to read. There's so many books on my shelf that I still have to read. So I'm like, okay, there's a lifetime of books to read. I'm excited about this. Um, but you really have to understand the basis of happiness. It's the process of understanding that there's nothing off limits to you and understanding that there's nothing outside of you that's going to make you feel full. So the work is, the journey is actually turning around and facing inside and doing the work inside and that radiates from the outside. That's how people, uh, we look at people, we feel like, man, like their life is so easy. Like it, everything just comes to them. Well, those people are tapped into a certain type of awareness. Um, and if you really follow them and study them, which is what I did with Les Brown, Lisa Nichols, Oprah Winfrey, I, I literally just, I know, not a point of stalking, but I model them. I model their success because if they if they have already figured out the system, then all I have to do is watch what they do because I feel like you have to judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. So I want to follow trees that are bearing good fruit. And so these people come from very, very disadvantaged backgrounds, just like I did. And so I don't believe in the narrative that because of what I look like, because of where I come from, that the resources, the unlimited resources of this world, this universe are off limits to me. I just don't believe that. And so I am following the people who also have the have a similar belief and they've already become the person they were always meant to, uh, always meant to be. And so I just walk in that truth, knowing that um, anything that I desire was placed inside of me by a, a create my creator or a source greater than me, God. Um, so I, I walk in that truth, understanding that it's the realization of those desires and the pursuit of them that brings fulfillment because it's, it's being an aware of an awareness of the person that you're becoming along the way. And I think that to me is more fulfilling. And I still go back sometimes because I'm just like, oh, I got to get this degree. I got to, I got to win. I got to be, and it's just like, I don't know if it's just being raised with so many children, this competitive mind that I have, or just being raised in America where, you know, we're taught to, you know, kind of get ahead by any means necessary. So it's like, 
okay, so I'm trying to battle those paradigms, not battle them, but just challenge them. And that's all you have to do is challenge them with new types of awareness and new beliefs that are actually serving. If a belief isn't serving you, you are not obligated to hold on to that. Wow. I can listen to you speak forever. I'm like looking, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, I know no, don't worry about the time. It's okay. <laughs> Please. Like, I, I feel like I can talk to you forever. Your, oh. your presence is so peaceful. And it's just like, I feel like, ah. oh, thank you so much. Yours too. So we, we're aligned now. Our, yes. our frequency and energy is aligned because we're vibrating on the same frequency. That's yeah. what happens when you upgrade your mindset. <laughs> When you upgrade your mindset and you are you're you are on a mission, you're on a mission yes. to serve because you look back and you see that there are people who need us, there are people yes. who need you, there are people who were once were there are people right now where I'm trying to say it right. There are people yes. who are looking over, there are people who are calling for you and asking, like, mm. you know, how did you do this? I'm here struggling, I'm here suffering, I'm here because if you don't do the inside work, you're suffering. It's yes. suffering. It really is. Yes. No, no amount of money or big houses or, you know, flashy clothes or anything like that can bring you internal peace, like really doing the work and doing the work is hard. It's not easy because your ego will always come back and tell you that you're not good enough. Yes. You're not, you're not, who are you to, to want to, serve millions of people you're from mm -hmm. you know who are you no so there are people who are asking there are people who want the change and they don't think it's possible so being a young person like you are and a young black person who it is so important the work that you're doing is so important for other young people to see if she's doing it i can do it too because success yeah. is for everyone we live in a multi-dimensional universe. Yes. We're multi-dimensional beings having a human experience. And yes. we're, we're living, we can create whatever experience we want. You know, it's, it's just a matter of getting alignment with who we really are. And getting, getting in alignment is not an easy journey. It takes work mm. and you are doing the work and I can see it. And I'm just so, <laughs> like, you inspire me so much. You inspire me. I'm like getting emotional. I'm like, I always have these emotional reactions when people are speaking truth. Yes, because I see it. I see that you're on a, like when I, when I was reading your book, I'm like, oh my gosh, this girl is on, you're living your life on purpose. And there is nothing more fulfilling than reaching back and help people like yourself who wants to, they want to rise above the ashes. They want to be able to, you know, have a fulfilled life, but they just don't know. They don't know the right way. They don't know the right, the right route, but you're doing it. And living a life of passion is just a life on purpose to me is the most fulfilling and can you speak to that? Like, just really, how do you, what does your morning routine looks like? Cause you know, I read your post on Facebook and they're just so inspiring. <laughs> and I'm like, this girl must wake up with passion, which I know you do. <laughs> so what is it? What does your day look like? How do you start your day? Well, it's interesting because I am actually still trying to establish a strong morning routine. So I was living in Bali earlier this year for about five and a half months. Um, and there it was so easy for me to establish a morning routine because it was just different. It's hard to explain. Uh, but I, I will say that like I just I saw a different part of myself. I saw the part of myself that could wake up at a certain time every day um, and do something that was fulfilling. 
Um, but now that I'm back in the States and I'm back in my old environment, I have old triggers, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still dealing with those um, as well as trying to figure finish a degree, which I know it's not going to make me smarter. I know it doesn't add anything to my self-worth, but it, what it's what it represents for me and what it represents is completion. And if I want to preach um, know your truth, follow through with your goals, have vision and live a life that is pur- uh, purposeful, then I, I have to complete something that I once prayed and asked God for, because this is my passion. Um, and I do have several passions as you'll probably like, you know, as you read throughout the book, it's like, there are a lot of things that I'm always interested in. Um, but the thing is, it's like, I, I don't believe that it's how many hours a day you have. I believe it's what you do in the hours mm. that you do have. So I'm, I'm naturally like one of my uh, C-type goals, which is what Bob Proctor, Bob, Bob Proctor talks about. It's like a goal that you want to attain that is, it seems like a fantasy right now. Um, one of my goals is to be able to wake up without an alarm clock. So I want to be able to go to sleep, tell my body I want to wake up at this time and I wake up because I am not a morning person. At least I wasn't in the past. Um, so I, I don't really see myself waking up at 5 a.m. to do stuff, but I do see myself waking up at a time that my body wants to get up in, which is not, you know, 12 o'clock. Like I want to wake up, like you said, with that passion um, and just get to work. But a lot of it is still like when I wake up, I still have class. I still, you know, I'm still establishing myself as a new author, as a business owner now. So it's just like, there's a lot that I'm still learning, but I will say that on the nights that I go to sleep and I feed my mind with, with content that is actually fulfilling. So if I'm reading like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, or I'm reading The Power of, or The Mastery of Self, um, or I'm consuming content on YouTube by like Bob Proctor or Les Brown, only then do I wake up in the morning with that fulfillment. But if I go to sleep and I'm watching things about what's going on in the media um, and I consu- I'm consuming social media, um, looking at people's lives and looking at their highlight reel, thinking that they're living this fulfilling life, when in reality, you have to read between the lines. <laughs> um, even me, like I know it sometimes it always looks like everything is peachy and clean, but I actually like work really, 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 really hard behind the scenes. And I'm trying to get better at showing that so that people don't have this misconstrued like type of perception about success and about what fulfillment looks like. The only difference is when I'm working hard, it doesn't feel like work because this is what I'm passionate about. I love it. I love it. I know we're running out of time. Tell us it's about okay. your book. <laughs> <laughs> um, the name of my book is Crystal Clear, A Journey of Self-Discovery. Um, and I basically just talk about my journey from where I started in public housing apartments in rural Alabama to where I am now at Yale University. And I use my story as a framework um, to show people, like my mom said, like there's always a way out. And so I wanted to paint a picture of um, what it takes to get to the next step. Um, And Les Brown actually gave me the ideas for chapter five and chapter eight. And chapter five is make the sacrifice because there are some sacrifices you're going to have to make if you want to attain your goals. Um, But I feel like people think sacrifices are like, you know, I don't know. I feel like we have this negative uh, view of sacrifices, but honestly, the biggest sacrifice is just giving up your beliefs about who you're supposed to be. The hardest one. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, like, and I try to paint that picture in the chapter. And then the last one is push past the barriers. Because like I said, like who you are is so much greater than what is seen. Um, there's, it's so much greater than that. And once you understand that, like you are not your, you're not your background, you're not your degree, you're not any of your accolades, you're not even your race, you're not your gender, like you have to realize who you are is so much powerful. And I think if people realize how connected we are, um, 
then that would be the biggest shift we have um, in humanity and society if people just understand how connected we are and realize that what you do to others actually does happen to you in the same time that you do it. Like, that's not just an old saying, that's reality. I like that. We're all one. The law of oneness says that we're all yes. one. The, the only thing that is separating us is the way we're thinking, is our thoughts. Yes. Like, we're all one. It's, it's like you said, if people just have that awareness, that there is no separation. And the best thing that we can do is think good thoughts towards one another because it's coming back, the law of, of cause and effect. What yes. you do to one person comes right back to you. Yes. And you know, it's just a matter of really just understanding that you are this powerful being that we're put here for a purpose. And that mm. purpose is to serve each other in whatever capacity we feel called to. Yeah. And you're doing that. <laughs> I, I feel like I could do so much more. And I'm trying to like, like I said, there's like some of my old paradigms coming back because it's like every time I make a post or do a reel, like I'm just wondering, like, is this actually helping? Like even with the book, I always wonder, like, is this actually helping? Because it takes a lot of it's a lot of energy and a lot of work to do to produce those things. But it's like I do it because I really want to help raise the consciousness, raise the awareness of the potential we all have. Mm -hmm. And it's just frustrating when you feel like you're not performing at the level that you could be performing. And like I said, I think that's just some of my old paradigms yeah. and being a competitive athlete for seven years. And so it's just like a lot of that I can see is still coming up, but that's why the work is so exciting because I will be able to get to a place in my life where, where I will know when I put this out there, when I speak this, when I speak my truth, that it's definitely having an impact because it's called the ripple effect. And so I just have to, you know, continue to work on myself, continue to grow because I don't know everything. I won't ever know everything. And that makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. Isn't that amazing? Continue yes. learning and growing every day. You had, you said in your book too, that you weren't a fan of reading and. Oh no, <laughs> hated it. I hated reading. Listen. <laughs> and then once you started reading, you, you, once you saw the effect it was having on you, you couldn't put it down. Yes. Same thing with me as well. I was miserable, just miserable. And I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Something, please, somebody help me. And then I realized that no one can help me. I have to help myself, you yes. know, by, by really turning within. And I think a lot of times when people wake up to the truth of who they are, it's, they sometimes have to go through some level of suffering Excuse me. to some level of suffering to to ask themselves the tough questions like you know why am I here what is the purpose of my life because we're not just here to work and then die our yeah. purpose is so much more bigger than that and you're doing such an amazing job by letting by showing the world that it is possible by showing yeah. the world that you know I am doing it. I'm just a, a simple girl with big visions who have yes. discovered the God in me. And I'm using everything that I can to shift the vibrational frequency of the universe to raise yeah. the consciousness because we need that now more than ever. <laughs> oh man, listen, <laughs> I had to really pull away last night because I, I, I was in deep with the politics and the oh, media no. and oh, I was Lord. like, what is happening? Because like, I'm so, like I study public health. This is what I've dedicated my entire life to public health and a healthy population. So it's just like, <laughs> this is something that's in the media. So it's, 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 I understand that me consuming that information isn't helping me. 
and by default it isn't helping anyone else so i'm trying to focus on being the opposite of what that is so if we see darkness then we must focus on the light and the light is internal so it's just like everything that i do i try to remember that and i have a business coach uh john tellerico um and he is he he works with les brown and power voice and so he's done like a lot of work and work with a lot of people on shifting those limiting beliefs and so like this morning i had a call with him and he was just like focus like stay focused on the vision but it's like it's so many things trying to pull your attention so i'm like oh <laughs> crystal i'm sure you can see me with my hands up okay <laughs> i completely agree i have a, a mentor as well as his name is jonathan england and he he always tells us focus on the light within love is the only thing that's real everything else is an illusion mm, that gave me chills so I know yes. <laughs> and I, I I complete I have to keep reminding myself that because when you're aware you're able to see through the veils of the illusion yes. and you're able to see exactly what's going on and you just want to say stop it already stop mm -hmm. this yes. is not right and but when you're doing that you're giving them your energy that uh, that's what they want you know that's that's what the oh media wants so we all know that the media is not here to serve us we all know that the media is here to to completely plant fear in within us within the yeah. world to pull yes. us away from our truth but the sad thing about it a lot of people don't know that so you know i tell myself all the time i cannot be part of that population who is right. sucked in with fear so i constantly remind myself love is the only thing that's real mm. everything is an, everything else is an illusion everything is perfect that's hitting here like yes. <laughs> so strongly. because we have to be that 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 lighthouse mm. the world needs us we have to be that lighthouse there are people waiting for us to change their lives waiting for us to help them remember the powerful magnificent being that they are they just have forgotten so i completely understand where you're coming from i found myself doing that last week and i was like oh no <laughs> i'm not going back there i don't oh even watch God. tv i get Me my either. news when i go on i not only go on facebook because of my business and when i go on facebook you know, there are times where you want to see what's going on and then you yes. see things. I'm like, oh, let me get off of it. But I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Crystal. You're, you're, you're having a human experience. It's going to happen. You're still, you know, you're still cutting down paradigm that does not serve you. And that's why it's so important to go back to yeah. the knowing that we're the light workers. We're the light beings who came here. We're, we, we all came here with a purpose, but some of us yeah. is just we just some some people just don't remember mm -hmm. and it's it's okay but we have to be the ones who remind and shine the light and and be the change we want to see in the world yes that's so true I love that I feel mm -hmm. so like I just feel so like understood like in your press like it's just crazy because you always feel like you're the only one going through something and so mm -hmm. everything that you said was resonating so much with me like I felt it because like it's true and I know that that it's just like even the people who are doing the light work even they forget sometimes and that's what's crazy because it's like it's going to be a constant uh it's going to be constant repetition of just remembering of just understanding and walking your truth I think it's kind of like maintenance on a car like you always go you know you have to maintain the 
the health of your car. You have to go get those oil changes. You have to make sure that the tires are smooth and not bald. Like, and I feel like that's what you have to do when you're on this path of, when you're on a journey of self-discovery and a, a path of just, you know, figuring out or remembering who you mm-hmm. are. So that you're always going to have to maintain. You're always going to have to remember, like, it's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah. It's never going to go away. It's a constant. Like it's a con- yes. But it's not scary. Like it's, it's the beauty in it because it's like, you're going to different levels of a video game. Like, yes, you make it to the next level and then you make it to this next level. And it's just like, you, you develop a sense of confidence, like being in this space, I would not have been as confident if it wasn't for everything that I went through in the past that I looked back and I saw, well, that didn't kill me. It actually helped me. Even the things that I didn't think were serving me, like people, certain people walking out of my life or losing my parent, even like that was actually a point that was helping me get to the person that you see mm-hmm. today. Um, and I understand the process of like knowing that my father is still with me, like whatever was, whatever he was, I am. And it's the same thing with our universe of God, with God, um, with Christ. It's like, whatever he is, we are also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really believe that when you're walking in your truth and it's exciting, honestly, because then you meet people like yourself who are also aligned and you have amazing conversations. It feels like it feels like you're flying and you have these serendipitous moments where people honestly just give you exactly what you need, even what you don't think you need. Like you shake hands and you meet some of the most amazing people when you are aligned. (laughs) Yes, I have chills going through my body. When you are rising up that consciousness, that that consciousness level and and you are cleaning up the inside and and your, your, your vibration is, your frequency is getting higher. You then, the universe just opens up Yes. Especially when you're walking in purpose. Yes. Everything comes, you know, and and you just trust. If you go through any obstacles or challenges, you know that you're well taken care of. Isn't that beautiful? That's a beautiful, beautiful space to be in. And it feels good. And people see it and you see it too. Like when you look at yourself, you're like, oh, like I'm so different than what I used to be a year ago. Oh, yes. You know, yes, and it, yes. that's the beautiful part in it. Cause you're just like, wow, like now I have this overabundance of grace and this overabundance of peace. It's nothing to you to give that away. It's nothing. This work that I've been doing since last year is the most fulfilling work I've ever done in all the years that I've been in school mm. for these eight and a half years. Writing that book was the biggest thing like the biggest like the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done because that wasn't for me that was for someone else um I know the story I've lived it I am living it so I have my story but using that story to serve others was the biggest thing that I think I've ever had to do and it was very 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 difficult but it was the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done wow and your book crystal clear a journey to self-discovery mm-hmm. is one of the best. I've read thousands of books. Please don't say it. Like, don't, Nadine. You know? I, I am telling you, your book is on point because you poured your heart into it. You can read that book over and over again and literally change your life if you apply oh everything. Like you said, <laughs> you can get all the information you want, but if you don't apply what you're learning, then it's not going to work. Yes. Your book is so amazing. You can tell oh that God. it wasn't, it was the, it was, it was, oof, it like, it was just so, unpo- it's so authentic and caring and loving and just, it's, it's, it's a gem of a book. And I would encourage anyone who's seeking fulfillment, who's seeking awareness of self and wanting to know thyself and know that purpose and just wanting to know who they are and why they're here. 
to check that book out. It's called Crystal Clear, A Journey to Self-Discovery. It's on Amazon and it is a must read. Thank you so much for being here, Crystal. I know that I'm going to ask you to come back again. (laughs) Please. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, is it too early to ask if I could come back? (laughs) Not at all. I'm just like, I'm going to block out the rest of my schedule and just be like, look, let's let's just talk. Like, this is so amazing. Yeah. yes yes right like it really like when you're on purpose and you're really genuinely on purpose and want god you want god's vision to come through you i say to god every day not my will that's your will amen your will lord and when you are on purpose and you truly genuinely care about humanity knowing that we're all one we're all one and it's and you can switch a button just like that and change your internal state if you're willing to do the work yes it sets you on fire to 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 really let the world know that anything is possible so thank you thank Thank you you this is such an amazing space i really 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 appreciate this and this is going to set me up for the rest of the month honestly like whatever i was watching last night and like no type of like effect on me because I understand the truth and everything that you've said to me in this conversation is confirmation. We are the light workers. And so we have to maintain our inner peace if we really want to create the best change for this world. So I, I understand that now after this conversation more than ever. Yes, Crystal, we all fall back sometimes, but then we come right back to the truth because once you have awakened, you can never go back. No, it's like walking through like doors, like, and it closes behind you. There's no way you won't, you won't even want to. That's the thing. No. Like after you experience the abundance of like what is actually around you and you've walked in this type of space, it's like seeing life in HD. No more will you wake up and feel like, oh, I got to do this because this is better. I got to prove this. I got to get this. And this is how I'm going to be happy. There's no more of that. And that is the beautiful thing. Like you can go anywhere in this world and have the same level of inner peace. It is so amazing. Yes. Thank you. I know you have class. I keep watching the time. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm giving you a virtual hug. Virtual hug. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Crystal. It was a pleasure, pleasure having you on Universal Grace. Like I said, I'm sure I'm going to ask you to come back again, probably early next year, but you're going to come back again because I like your energy. I like your message. I just love everything about you. So Um, I don't want you to be late. So you have a wonderful rest of your day. (laughs) You too. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad I found that group. If it wasn't for my coach, John, I would not have. Yes, me too. If it wasn't for a friend of mine, I wouldn't have found it. And I'm scrolling through my crystal message. But I know you got to go. Bye. Oh, it's okay. I definitely will be back. I'm excited because I love this so much. Thank you. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening.
and let love guide you.